Hi, welcome to Soul Worthy Love. I am your host, Rinsey. Soul Worthy Love is your one-stop relationship podcast on everything marriage, dating, and of course, relationships. As we always say, love is safe. If it's not safe, it's not love. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Soul Worthy Love. Hi, Dr. Lee. It's great to have you back. Hello, Rancy. Hello, everyone. Nice to be here with you guys. So I hope everyone had a good weekend. Hopefully the sun is out and you can spend some time with your partner or your friends. So today we are talking about different attachment styles. And I know we've talked about being clingy before in the past and how to reduce that. Today we are focusing about being so attached to your partner that you kind of block everyone else in your life. You no longer talk to your friends, spend time with your family. And it's kind of like you're only spending time with your partner and they're the only person you have. However, that is not very healthy for you and your partner and for your friend group because they might think that you are ditching them for your significant other. And that can create a lot of problems. Dr. Lise, let, let's hear what you have to say about this topic. Yes. Well, remember, if we put the two index fingers to the thumb. So, you know, we create two circles. This is you. This is your partner. And if you spend all your time together, visually, now one circle is gone. So this is not allowed to happen. Two circles on top of each other always lead to two circles apart. So if you want to have a consciously loving relationship, that's going to last a very long time. It is extremely wise not to spend all your time with only one person. It is extremely wise to make sure that you as an individual fulfill yourself and your partner as an individual fulfills themselves. And then you share one area of life together, but it's not the only area of life. Because we're not fulfilling ourselves, we become impatient with our partner because they cannot make us happy. They cannot make up for everything. So I have a diagram. I was teaching this weekend. I was teaching the Extreme Freedom Weekend. So I have a diagram. And those of you who are watching, you can see it. Those of you who are listening, I'm just going to explain it. So imagine a wheel with eight different areas of life. And at the core, I wrote self, which is love. Okay. So not self-love, although having self-love is a good thing, but your essence is love. And the more or less you are connected to your essence, you experience strength and weaknesses that will create thoughts and emotions that you'll experience as you travel all the different areas of your life. There's the environment of your environment. So what's your environment? It's your house, your car, your clothes, all of these things. Then you have your career, you have your finance, you have the social aspects of your life, you have close relationships and family, you have physical health and beauty, you have your spiritual life, your environment, and knowledge. As you can see or hear, these are the eight areas of your life where you explore yourself. And if you're putting most of your energy into relationship, into, let's call it your family, your couple, then you have least amount of time for all the other ones. And so if you start to put on weight and that you're feeling good, you're feeling tired and 
it's starting to decrease how good you feel about yourself. And now your partner can't make up for that. Or if you enjoyed going, playing baseball with your friends and that was bringing you joy, but because you're at home and you don't get to do that anymore, that also becomes stressful. Now you feels like your partner is in the way. If you enjoy your career, but now you would like to bring some work home once in a while, but your partner doesn't like that because they want all your attention. So you need to make sure that you look at all the different areas of your life and you use it according to the values of your heart. Because otherwise you're going to start resenting your partner for how unhappy you are when it's actually you who's not disciplined enough to do what's good for you. And Dr. Lise, we spoke about the two circles many times in our previous podcast episodes. My question is, even when people know that they shouldn't be ditching their friends or ignoring their family members, why do they always want to spend time with that person, like their partner? I just can't wrap my head around them being together 24 hours, seven days a week, maybe because that's not my attachment style, but I want to know what is going on in their head. Like, do they not get tired of each other? Yeah, that's a good question. But you're right. Some people actually don't, especially a lot of men as they get older, don't need to hang around other men. They like being with their spouse because the spouse is more accepting and more loving and often hanging around their male friends are not as accepting and they don't feel as good. So I find for men, that's often a a reason. Lots of men have men's friends, but I find probably 50% of the men actually don't have attachments outside their relationship with their spouse. And I think it's because they feel safer with their spouse being vulnerable and open than being with their guy friends who will like to, you know, tease them and and gravitate them and, and make them feel bad for being open and vulnerable. So depending if you have good friends, it's fun to hang around your friends. It depends on how safe you feel outside your relationship. But that's not actually a reason to do this. Then it's about changing friends and finding friends you can trust with your heart. Even if you're a woman, right now I have one of my clients and our life totally changed when I had to realize She was only 23 years old, but all the friends she had were kind of abusive friends, making her feel bad about herself and not supporting her and pettiness that you see sometimes amongst people. And it was creating anxiety and decreasing her self-worth. So I got her to change her circle of friends and only hang around people who wanted the best for her. And through doing this, they increased her self-worth and then she ended up meeting I'm willing to bet they're going to get married, her her life partner, because they make a really happy couple. And what she did was really about putting value on herself and finding people in her life that would encourage her to be the best version of herself. So some of the times why some people hanging around together, it's just because it's more comfortable. They feel they can be themselves. They can be more vulnerable. They can be more open with their truth. And they don't trust outside of their relationship that primary relationship that also depends on how you were brought up so a lot of people will just stick together because they're afraid of experiencing outside but out of a comfort zone is where growth happens 
So if we only stay in our comfort zone, we actually make our world smaller and smaller and smaller. And what makes people happy? Most people feel happier when they're learning and growing. So if you're just staying with the same person, you're in your comfort zone, people get bored. They're not challenging. Yourself. Why is it that people go jump out of an airplane? Because it's really out of your comfort zone. It's really scary. And then when, when you manage to walk away from the experience, you feel like, oh, superwoman, superman, you feel good about yourself. You feel like you conquered the part of yourself you were afraid of. So anytime you are able to get out of your comfort zone and explore one of the areas of your life, you know, maybe your career, you take a new course and your finances, learning about finances is super important because a lot of people make good money but then they don't know how to manage it. So, you know, taking a course in finance is because finance is stability and security. You better learn about protecting the money, you hard earned money. Socially learning, finding new friends, going into a new group, like taking a photography course or a painting course or somewhere where you go and meet new people. Physical health, making sure that you exercise, sometimes just joining a running club or a cycling club or something like this can be fun. Spiritually, this is what we're doing. Even though it's all about romantic love, I believe that the ultimate spiritual experience is unconditional love. And that in a way, a romantic relationship is a beautiful spiritual evolutionary tool. It allows us to learn about love, love for ourselves, love for others, love for God. So Learning about romantic love is actually part of a spiritual love. And your environment, organizing your environment so you feel good in it is important. It makes you feel good. Like if you're depressed and you're living in a basement apartment without any windows and it's, you know, shady and moldy, that's not good for your, for your, your mental health, for your well-being. So... Making sure that you organize all the different areas of your life so that you feel happy. It's a fun thing to do to organize all the different areas of your life according to your values. Environment is very, very important. And it essentially makes up your physical well-being, your mental well-being. Been there, done that. Environment is so important. Oh my goodness. And it's interesting how you talk about how men like to spend more time with their spouse or their partner. And it usually depends how safe they feel outside of their relationship, right? And what's so interesting is that I actually have a case study. There's a group of friends. They're all guys. This one guy, he just loves hanging out with his girlfriend all the time, like 24-7. And his group of friends feel that he's spending a little too much time with her doesn't show up for one of his friend's birthday because he wants to hang out with her and that makes his friend group feel like he doesn't value them enough and so slowly his friend group has been distancing themselves from the sky and it made me realize that oh my gosh if he doesn't realize this soon enough he's not going to have any friends because yeah she's the only person that he'll ever have and what happens if the relationship ends exactly exactly like investment what happens if you put all your money in one investment versus you take your money and you put it in, in different investments if one of the investment goes belly up you still have all the other ones 
it is it is good to have friends. Otherwise, you put so much pressure on your main relationship that it's it's hard to be successful. Exactly. You have to put your eggs in different baskets, right? And they're your friends. And I mean, guy friends are different from girlfriends. They understand you in a different way. Like I love hanging out with my girlfriends because they just get me in a way that guys don't, right? And it's fun having girls night and boys night, whatever you want to call it. You need that time for yourself and to hang out with different people. I feel like some people have different personalities when they hang out with different people. For sure. Exactly. And it's like, it's kind of cool seeing how your personality plays out and just letting yourself be free and hang out with your friends. Good friends, by the way. I find that's really interesting. And also, I find that a lot of people make their partner's friends their own friends. And I just feel like that can go wrong if it's in the very beginning stages of a relationship or if the relationship is kind of rocky because at the end of the day when they make the other person's close friends their own so many things can happen they can start talking to them like they're their best friends and then tell them stuff about their spouse or their partner and it's like I've seen so many situations where two people didn't want to break up because the other person was afraid to lose their partner's friends yeah and at the same time all of these are amazing lessons on how to learn to love. And when I work with my clients one-on-one, I tell them, you know, you're going to go through life. You're going to bump right. You're going to bump left. You're going to bump right. You're going to bump left. And after a while, through your trials and tribulations, you're going to realize, you know, for me, this works. Or for me, it does not work. Because I've seen so many permutations in my career. I've seen thousands of people. And sometimes we think one way of doing things is the right way. And the other one is the wrong way. But I've seen it for the wrong way is the perfect way for somebody else. But for sure, 100%, putting 100% of your energy just in your mate, it creates a lot of pressure and anxiety to have your main relationship be the source of all your happiness and that is you're taking a chance of losing it because I find either you're going to have huge fights or people will get sick to create distance I've seen that over and over again either a fight or a divorce an accident or someone gets sick just to create distance. the universe always knows yes and also just a tip. If you guys are feeling annoyed or frustrated by your partner, try FedEx from the universe, the extreme freedom method. Let me tell you, yesterday I was was frustrated and annoyed because I felt insecure about my cooking and I made, it sounds so silly, I made a huge batch of hummus and I wanted to give some to my boyfriend to try, except he can be very critical about food and that kind of annoys me. And his taste buds are just like, I don't know, extravagant or something like that. He's built different. <laughs> so I made this huge batch of hummus. And I was like, well, you know, I'd love to offer you some for you to try. And he was like, yeah, sure. And I was like, wait, but I also let me make another batch next time. And I'll give that batch to you because I want to perfect my recipe. But there's no such thing as perfection, you know? He's like, no, 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 it's okay. You can, you can give me whatever. And I was like, No, because I know that you're going to be so critical of my, and I just went on and on and on. And then 
I got really upset. So I took a walk outside and I was like, I'm going to send him a long text message about how he's overly critical of everyone's food and stuff like that. I walked outside and I was like, no, 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 I can use the extreme freedom method. So, and it was so funny because I imagined Dr. Lisa's voice in my head and I imagined her saying, you know, okay, what does this person do that annoys you or bothers you? Right. And so I thought about it. I was like, well, he's overly critical about stuff. And I was like, okay, well, oh, I am overly critical about a lot of stuff because sometimes I think when you have your expectations too high, like whether that's in school and work, everything, relationships, like it's really tiring. And having just finished, school, my undergraduate degree, a lot of weight has come off because you can't carry that standard of excellence or perfection with you all the time. Perfection doesn't exist. And I was like, oh, like I am overly critical of myself, of the things that people do. And it's like, oh, I get it. So after my five minute walk, I went back to the house. I didn't send him a long petty message. It was all good. So what does this have to do with attachment styles? When you're together for too long, 24 seven, you can sometimes feel like the person is bothering you. Do not blow up. Do not be quick to anger. Instead, take a breather, go outside, make a batch of hummus and calm yourself. FedEx from the universe. Remember the four question. What's the problem they have? What's the essence of the problem they have? Like in that case, they were you thought they were critical. What's the solution? Solution is to be more grateful and appreciate when someone does something for them, maybe. So where do you have the same problems? Where are you critical? And how can you use the solution? Maybe being appreciative more of yourself, how much you're learning and growing and all of those things. But to see, like, we start, we speak of stage one and stage two. And in stage one, we are we are driven from the outside world, and being critical is often a good stage one driving mechanism where we we strive for perfection to make ourselves feel better, versus stage two when we're doing things because we love doing it and we love doing them well, but we don't define our self-worth from it. And that makes a huge difference. Exactly. So you have a great tool at the tip of your fingertips or your mind. Use it. It is so helpful. Just to end off, the Art of True Love is happening on May 28th. Oh, yes. Make sure you attend that. It is an excellent workshop. I've attended it. It's on a Saturday and you can attend from anywhere in the world. So make sure you sign up. It is a day you don't want. Like I would love to have a lot of people because it's an amazing time. You spend a whole day examining your beliefs about love because the only reason people don't have the love they want in their life because they are afraid of love so you explore love and get to experience it so that you feel grateful for it but you also can learn how to do the heart freedom method which is the method I use when I want to find when did you store a belief that's now working against you that's creating self-sabotages in in your life there are three clues you have a subconscious belief working against you. Number one, you know what needs to be done, but you're not doing it. You know, your friends want to take you on a blind date, but you don't go or you don't put yourself out there because you're afraid. So that's actually one clue. Clue number two is you do everything right, but it feels like drudgery. It uses a lot of your energy. It's exhausting. 
Number three, you keep doing the right things, but you always get the opposite results to what you want. So you start dating and you think this time it's going to be different, but then you always end up with the same type of relationships. So come and learn the heart freedom method to help you get rid of these subconscious beliefs, learn about love, play together, and have an amazing time. Exactly. So make sure you attend. And thank you again for tuning in. And thank you, Dr. Lise. Thank you for being there. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Soul Worthy Love. We have new episodes every Tuesday.